on. <laughs> Don't you wish you could learn scripture like that all the time? <laughs> um, today we're going to dive into the word. The message is titled, Wisdom, Just Words or the Wellspring for Your Life. And we're going to focus on that. We're going to look at mainly 2 Timothy and Proverbs and focus on three words. I did four. Three words. Application, accuracy, and accountability. Let's pray. Father, we want your word to direct us. You teach us that it is the source of wisdom and life. And so I pray that today as we listen in, you would open our spiritual eyes and ears to hear and see what you want us to. May your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Wisdom is just words without application. So think about that for a second. You could memorize every wise thing you've ever heard in your life, but if you never apply those things to your life, it's worthless, right? The word apply means to bring into action, to put to use as relevant. I love that second part, to put to use as relevant. I want to ask you this today as we're going through. I want you to think about this and answer this question for yourself. Is God's word relevant to your life. We have to start at the beginning and establish that true wisdom comes from the Lord. And since scripture is his words to us, the Bible is absolutely wise. Uh, let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 15 and 16. Here's what it says. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do right. So there we see the knowledge of God's word is what gives us the wisdom to choose salvation. God's word is alive and active. It has the power to transform our lives. I want our kids to love the Bible. I want them to desire more and more of the Bible because when we look at the Bible, God's character is on display throughout his word. And it's so easy to be in awe of him and fall in love with him when we spend time in his word. I use the analogy a lot with your kids about um, knowing your parents' voice. So sometimes I'll tell them, all right, if we all closed our eyes and one of your parents walked down here in kids' church and they said, hey, would you know that it was your parent? And they're like, yeah, my parents yell hey at me all the time. They yell some other stuff too. Just kidding, they don't say that. <laughs> but they would know your voice, right? Because they hear it day in and day out. And so I tell them, hey, that's the same with God. If you spend time in his word and you spend time in prayer, you're gonna get to know his voice. You're gonna understand his character. And so when you hear something or someone tells you something that does not sound like the character of God, you can easily spot it and say, no, that's not what God says. Uh-uh, that's not what's in the Bible. That doesn't sound right. So just like you could probably bring to memory some of the things your parents said to you over and over again, I want our kids to hear God's voice in their head as they're going through life and faced with different, um, different circumstances. I asked you guys when you came in, or you had a little sheet of paper that said, text in some parent quotes, right? What did your parents say to you over and over again as you were growing up? So here are a few of those. I brought you into this world, I can take you out. <laughs> Don't make me turn this car around. 
Here's a nice one. I love you to the moon and back. <laughs> Why is this wet? <laughs> I'm sure we all said that a few times. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's a classic, right? We'll see. Means no. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it, okay? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's pretty good. And turn those lights off. <laughs> it goes for the water too, kids. Water and lights, turn them off. Clearly, our parents have filled us up with words of wisdom. Now, some are vital, right? As we're navigating through life, we apply it to our daily decisions. They help us. They help us to live a godly life. Now, some things that we hear over and over again maybe aren't that. They're probably funny. My parents had some classic one-liners themselves. Um, but really, the things that my siblings and I heard over and over again were scripture. And they had us memorize them. Right? They didn't just say scripture to us over and over again. They said, hey, memorize this. You're going to need it for life. This will help you. God's word gives wisdom. Okay, we've established that God's word is a source of wisdom. Let's talk about the importance of accuracy. It is essential to know for ourselves what the Bible says. Do not simply trust what you are told by someone that the word of God says. Don't trust what you read in a book that says what God says. Please don't trust the YouTube videos that you all watch that say what God says. Go to the source and check it out for yourself. This is so key. I'm constantly telling kids here at church that same thing. Hey, test everything you hear against the word of God. You always go to the word. You see, is it biblical? If it's not biblical, stay away from it. Right? This is is your starting line. This is your starting point. So much so that one Sunday, while I was telling a super awesome story about Elijah being taken up into heaven, a kiddo pointed something out to me. So I'm super pumped, right? That's kind of my personality. I get going, I'm really excited, especially something cool from the Word of God. And I'm going on and on about how, guys, can you just imagine this, right? Elijah and Elisha are there, and they're talking, they're walking along, and then all of a sudden, a chariot of fire comes and horses of fire come, and they take them up into heaven like, whoa, mind blown, right? I'm all excited, and I see this hand go. I'm like, yeah? And Eliana says, Pastor Julie, didn't Elijah get taken up into heaven by a whirlwind? And of course, I have a little pastor freak out moment in my head, like, oh my gosh, am I telling the wrong story? Maybe. <laughs> so I go, uh, you know, Ellie, I, I guess I'm not sure. Let's look it up, right? I tell you guys all the time, let's go to the word of God to see. Don't you're not trusting what you're being told? Thank you. So we open up 2 Kings 2.11. Sure enough, there's chariot of fire. There's horses of fire there. But they just separated the men. It was indeed a whirlwind that took Elijah up to heaven. Boom, right? Ellie schooled Pastor Julie that day. <laughs> and it was awesome. For the first time, I experienced a new emotion. <laughs> I was at the same time embarrassed <laughs> and so proud. So proud of her that one, she knew the word of God. And two, she called it out and said, I just, I don't think that's right. I actually think it's something else. That's so cool. 
So kiddos, know your Bible, and we'll see who's next to school, Pastor Julie, okay? <laughs> Get memorizing. <laughs> I was so proud of her for doing that. Now listen, I wasn't intentionally trying to twist scripture. I wasn't trying to mislead the kids. You know, I missed some details. But the reality is there are people out there who misuse or misinterpret, twist scripture, maybe sometimes innocently, but definitely there are those who do it purposefully. And so that is why it is vital that you do not take what anyone says, even your kid's pastor, <laughs> you check the word of God. You make sure it is right from God himself. That's why we have to be accurate with our knowledge of the Bible. Just like we play that game, right? Is it in the Bible? Is it not? There are some things that might seem like they're from the Bible, but they're not. We have to know. We have to know what we're taking as God's word, if it truly is God's word. I want us to constantly be evaluating ourselves, seeing if the choices that we're making line up with God's word, or if it's just this piece of advice that someone gave us once, and now we're basing things, decisions, and how we're living on that, or on what the culture says is okay. Let's face it, this is not always popular in culture, right? But this is our foundation. This is truth and wisdom. Don't be misled. Don't create your own theology. This leads me to my next focus today, which is accountability. Remember what 2 Timothy 3.16 said. It said that all scripture is inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do right. I love that, that the word of God is so practical. It's doing something. It's alive and active. It's showing us when we're wrong and teaching us what is right. God's living word at work at just the right moment in our lives is why you can read the same thing over and over and over again from the Bible, and that one time it just hits you like, what? What is this saying? Man, that's because it's alive and active, and God uses it in your life to teach you what is wrong in your life or to confirm what is true. That is the beauty of his powerful word. So now that I just told you not to trust people, I'm going to tell you to trust people, right? I just told you, know for yourself. Don't trust people, which is still true. I urge you to know what the Word of God says. But I want to bring up the practice of accountability. Some of you are here in this church family, which is awesome. That is a perfect start to be in fellowship with each other. But there's so much more. The beauty of accountability is that spiritual growth happens. Deep spiritual growth happens when we allow someone else to speak truth in our lives. God speaks to us through the Bible and through his Holy Spirit. He also uses people to confirm what he's already telling us. Not new revelation, right? But confirmation of what his word says and what he's trying to speak to us. I don't know about you, but sometimes when God's trying to show me in his word, I'm not paying attention or I choose to ignore it because I don't want to deal with that issue. But see, when we have accountability in our lives, those are the people that are going to tell us the hard stuff, the stuff we don't want to hear. 
because they love us, because they want to draw us closer to God Almighty. Proverbs talks a lot about seeking counsel or having people speak into your life. Proverbs 12, 15 says, Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Proverbs 15, 3, If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. So when someone tells you something and you don't want to hear, you have a choice. You can think your own way is right, or you can be among the wise and take that criticism and apply it. I realize that it's super hard <laughs> to be that vulnerable with someone. Like, I get it. It's uncomfortable. But I want to tell you today that the value far outweighs the discomfort. If you do not have an accountability partner already, I'm going to encourage you to get one. Let me give you a few tips. It shouldn't be your spouse. I know you're laughing, but I'm serious. <laughs> it really shouldn't. It shouldn't be your spouse. It needs to be someone of the same gender. It needs to be someone that you know well. This can't be someone you just meet and you're like, yeah, you're cool, you want to hold me accountable? It doesn't work. And it's got to be someone that you're willing to be vulnerable with, someone you are willing to open up to. I think this goes without saying, but the person should be godly. They should be someone that's going to do the hard work of pointing you to Christ when it's not popular and when you don't want to hear it. Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So be careful who you choose. You want to walk through life with the wise so that you will be wise. We're going to take a couple minutes, like we do in Kids Church, to respond. To say, okay, we've worshipped God. We've heard from the word, his truth. And now how do we apply that? You see, really, I feel like you can't really apply this stuff if it's not accurate in your life and you don't have that accountability. It's someone that's going to call you out and say, hey, the way that you're going to deal with your boss in that, it's not right. Hey, the way that you're raising your kids, it's actually not biblical. Like, these are hard things to hear but they are so important so that we can live a life that is worthy of our Heavenly Father. On your seats, you had a sheet of paper. It asks you a couple of questions. How will you apply the word to your life? Please don't leave here and just forget everything, right? Apply God's truth, his wisdom to your daily life. Maybe there's something that's standing out to you. There's a spot for you to write down who your accountability partner is. Or if you don't have one, jot down some names that you want to pray about asking to do that for you, to fill that role. And then lastly, this is a practice that, again, we do in Kids Church to help our kiddos learn how to speak to God, listen for God, and then discern. And so what I usually ask them to do is just get quiet talk to God, ask him to point out some things to you, and then go from there, right? That's how we learn to discern the voice of God. We just practice. So as much as I want your kiddos to learn the voice of God and obey him, I want that for you too. And we just have to put in the hard work of quieting ourselves and waiting and listening.
So for the next few minutes, I'm going to stop talking, and you guys are just going to pray. Talk to God. If something pops in your head, write it down, and then discern later, what is that? Why is he pointing that out to you? All right, go ahead and pray. God, I'm thankful that you have given us your word, that you've given us your Holy Spirit. But I'm also thankful for the people that you have put in my life that can speak truth and sharpen me as iron sharpens iron. Today, I pray that each person in this room would be able to have that same thing, the accountability in their lives that would constantly point them to you and how to do a better job of just letting you be the Lord, the boss of our lives. Truly, Father, we want the world to see you through us. We want to reflect your son and his character. I pray, God, that we would have a new desire for your word that you would stir up in our hearts a desire to read and understand and just spend time getting to know what your word says so that we can accurately apply it to our lives. Be honored in our lives as we leave this place, we pray. May it be your thoughts, your words in us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you guys didn't have a pen or were interrupted, take these home. Spend some time asking God, what is it? Where is it you want me to go? Just like you know your favorite song or favorite movie and you can quote it, let's be able to quote the word of God. <laughs>